Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We let it go. We let it go last week. Tonight we won't. Tonight we won't. We finish tonight. Because we start tonight the way we're going to finish. Fast. And out of control. And the bottom line is, it's all going to That was Ray Lewis getting things started on the show tonight. This is the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, RF. Of course, we'll be joined by my co-pilot, my co-host, uh, Royce, to be joining on the on the line here in a second. I want to welcome everyone to another edition of the program. This is Tuesday, uh, December 14th. As you guys know, Tuesday one of our best shows. We get a chance to review everything from the NFL over the weekend. We talk a lot of Mavericks on Tuesday as well. We get to all the top stories. There's so much to cover this week. We got to cover the Mavs losing their uh, win streak. They stop at 13 games. They lose yesterday to the Bucks. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the shocker heard around the world, especially in DFW by Cliff Lee. Cliff Lee is going to be a Philly, not a Ranger, not a Yankee. So we'll talk about that also. We'll talk about Mike Vick and him beating the Cowboys. On Sunday night, we'll talk about Monday night, what happened, and Brett Favre missing his streak. His streak stops at 297 as far as regular season games go, 321 if you count all the playoff games. So we'll talk about that also as well. So without further ado, let me bring on my co-host real quick, Royce. Royce, welcome to the program. We got so much to talk about tonight, man. I know you're ready. Hey, Ron, how you doing? I'm coming to you live from my front yard where we're having a Cliff Lee, Texas Ranger, Vernon <laughs> Jersey party out tonight. I'm so upset. I'm taking to the streets. I'm going to take down everything. I feel betrayed right now. I'm upset. And as soon as we start the ceremony, I'll get back with you. Of course, we got to definitely get into that, man. Let's talk real quick about the Mavs. If you guys are joining us live, if you're listening to us live right now online, make sure you go to 323-927-2906 or call 323-927-2906. You can get into us live. What's your opinion? This whole show is about fans having a chance to have a voice. So if you guys are listening, you're more than welcome to call in and voice your opinion and say whatever you like to say. We'd love to have you on the program tonight. And if you want to stay in contact with us by email, the best thing to do is to email the show, rfsportsradio at gmail.com, or follow us on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash rfsports. Now, the Mavs lose yesterday. This, they were going for 13 games in a row on the 13th day of the month, so you know something had to happen. Uh, they lose to the Bucks 103-99. to And this is another case, Royce, of them losing a home game. Their four, four of their five losses this season have been at home. And Coach Carla talked all season. You've heard them and I've heard them talk all season about how they got to protect this house, they got to protect their home. But they lose all these home games. And plus to a team that they jumped out on a big lead, they had a 20-point lead in the first quarter. I mean, why is this team giving up all these large leads, especially when it comes down to the second half? From what you've seen, Royce, what do you think? Well, you know, right now I can't get too down on this math team. You know, 
winning 12 in a row in, in this day and age in the NBA is a, is not a small feat. I know a couple other teams on the run, but to win 12 in a row. And then I think this team was just tired, Rodney, because, you know, the, the, the games they have won uh, have been late in the fourth quarter. You know, they've had teams rally back on them. We saw that Utah game. Right. You know, they played them twice. I think they were just kind of drained. We knew it was coming. You know, they're going to always have – we thought it was going to be after a big win, you know, they come back the next, the next night and lose. But it didn't happen. They kept winning. So I can't get too down on this math team. You know, but I, I think to you're absolutely in. right. I, I think we saw a lot of this coming in that Utah Jazz game. If you remember – they jumped out to a 25-point lead right, in the first right. quarter. I think it was a, a legendary first quarter from what they had. They were shooting 100% for the first right. half of the first quarter. Right. And then I had to, you know, this, this is twice within a week they played Utah. You know, the first game, Utah is a tough team, man. You know, we saw them play, and that Deron Williams is a monster. He's a beast. But uh, I think they were just, just physically, you know, just kind of drained, you know, I'd rather – to go 12 in a row and win, you know, is a very – it's hard to do. It's hard to do. Very hard to do. Well, let's look at some of the key players in this game. Of course, you had Dirk being Dirk. He did have 30 points, seven rebounds, three assists that game. He's been so, so uh, so reliable when it comes to shooting the ball. I don't think anyone right now is shooting the ball as good as him. Oh, he's no, shooting the ball crazy. better right now than he did his MVP season. He's shooting over 55% oh, yeah. right now uh, from the field. And he's taking uh, better so shots, still right? Doing this thing. Right, he's taking better shots. He doesn't have to You're shoot right, all the time. Right. He's not taking as many shots in that game against Utah. He took 12 shots, made 10, and still ended up with 30 points. So you're right. right, he's taking a lot better shots. Now, I want to play something for all our listeners out there. Me and Royce, we were at the Utah Jazz game the past Saturday, their last win, uh, their 12th win in a row, a game that we thought was going to be their toughest game to face. Right. We weren't really thinking about Milwaukee coming in. But this is something that Coach Carlisle said in the postgame uh, press conference when we were there and a little bit foreshadowing of what was going to come on Monday night. This is Coach Carlisle talking about what his team should do the next time they get another lead of what they should learn from jumping out 25 points on the Jazz. And the Jazz did come back and tie that game up in the fourth quarter. But this is Coach Carlisle talking specifically about that. Um, going forward, hey, this is this is some, some, the kind of situation we haven't had this year. So if there's another case where, you know, we get a, a big, big lead like that, um, I think uh, I think, you know, we will understand that we've been there, and, we, and we've got to, you know, the guys that come in the game have really got to bat down. And, you know, that's, that's where, you know, they, they sub their guys in, um, and, and we, we struggled a little bit. But uh, I'm glad we got the win. And see, so he's talking about them coming back from a lead once the uh, subs went in for the starters. It's when they started to relinquish their lead. And Utah right, was right. able to tie that game in the fourth quarter. But he's right. Yeah. I mean, they should have learned then that these teams, any team in the NBA, is going to eat up a 20, 25-point lead, especially in the, in the first quarter. Yeah, yeah, the way these teams playing now, you know, that's in the old days, 25-point lead was something. But these guys can eat away that, man, in a matter of minutes. I think we see it down every day in the NBA. You know, it's nothing new. But, you know, everybody's fighting. But this Utah team is tough. You know, they, they don't give up. Yeah, and the Mavs got some good games coming up on their schedule this week. They do have a game 
on a Wednesday night. Then I also have the Suns coming in on Friday night on the 17th. But I want to touch real quick back on Saturday's game with the Utah Jazz. We were able to be there. We got a lot of coverage, a lot of one-on-one interviews. So we'll make sure our listeners get a chance to to hear some of those. And we, let me play for this re- real quick for you guys about exactly what. Coach Carla had to say about that start. If you guys didn't see the game on Saturday night, they jumped out to a 25-point lead early, and they were shooting almost 100% for the first half of the right. first quarter, three after three after three. Deshaun Stevenson they made the big three. Right. He had uh, 17 yeah. points, which was a season high for him. Karan Butler right. put in threes, and, of course, Dirk put in a lot of threes as well, too. And this is Coach Carlisle talking about the hot start that the Mavs had Saturday night against the Jazz. Uh, you know, I'm happy that we won. And uh, look, I love that we were able to get off to that kind of a hot start. Those things never hold up. Um, I was with a team in Indiana that got off to a 35 to 8 start in Utah one time, and Utah came back to take the lead, and we ended up barely winning. You know, I mean, you know, that's a team that fights and they fight back, and they had a bunch of guys out there at crunch time that were just hard playing guys. So um, some of their stars were on the bench. Uh, and so, you know, sometimes, um, you know, particularly in, in, during this during this stretch, I mean, you know, we're we're studying everything very closely, um, and you don't want to lose leads, but sometimes it happens. And so, um, I like the way that we, you know, hung in down the stretch because they were hot and they were making shots, and you know, we had to win the game, and, and we did. So, you know, it's it's a it's a win that we needed. Um, is it perfect? No, but uh, you know, I I just I just think it's it's a kind of game that you know when you're when you're going good, you you you, you win these types of games, and you know sometimes you lose leads. And that was Coach Carlisle. Uh, his uh, opinion of the game. Now, Royce, me, you talked about uh, how, and we this is a complete foreshadowing on what was happening, what's going to happen on Monday. But we talked about in the fourth quarter in that game Saturday, Deshaun Stevenson had 17 points, a career high, had a hot hand. He's a starter right. on the team. Jet Terry was struggling the whole game. Then the fourth quarter, he puts Jet right back in. Although it did work out, Jet did catch on fire eventually, started shooting the ball right. And they tried that same thing again on Monday night, but right. they couldn't get it, it didn't done. Work. Right. Now we talked. We we were going to ask Coach Carlisle about that, and this is what he said on Saturday night about Jed and putting Jed back in in the uh, fourth quarter, although he was having a bad game. A tough call because Stevenson was having a good offensive game too, and he's one of our better defenders. But you know, the the stuff that we um, do down the stretch of games, uh, you know, Jets. He's just he's so important to it. Um, that you know, and I believe in him. You know, I just I just believe in the guy, and I and I believe in our team too. And uh, you know, a lot of people are going to nitpick this win, but I'm not going to. I'm happy. Now let me ask you, Russ. What do you think about this? You think there's no way? You think you think him having that belief that Jets going to always bail him out in the fourth quarter? What do you think about that? Well, apparently, I think he believed that. You know, you and I were both watching that game, and we questioned. Well, I think Jet had two points uh, going into the fourth quarter. I think this, he was like 0 for 4, 0 for 5, with only two points, 1 for 5, only two points. And, I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't buy a shot. 
But uh, we question that. But like you said, he, you know, Stevenson very rarely played the fourth quarter. You know, he starts him off, I think, on defense. And uh, I thought that was a mistake. Apparently it worked out. But I don't think it'll work out every night. But, you know, he trusts Jet. Jet's been there. Jet's been to the big game. So uh, he's used to taking the big shot. So uh, uh, it's really not a bad move. So if it's a good instinct, if it's work is great, if it doesn't, it's terrible. Mm. And this is what uh, Jet had to say after that game against the Utah Jazz on the R Sports Radio Show. We're definitely playing the same same thing. You know, we're still trying to put together a, a solid 48 minutes. Like tonight would have been a great night to try to maintain that. But as you've seen, Utah's a great team, especially playing from behind. They've proven that they can win from behind uh, time and time again. So, uh, you know, our, our thing right now is paying attention to detail and, and minimizing those lapses. As you've seen it there at the end of the first quarter, a lapse, second quarter, same thing. Uh, just, just trying to correct that, and I think that's going to be our challenge as we go forward. Is that a, is that a concern? I mean, you said it's a challenge going forward. I mean, is, is there a real concern there, or is it just like you know? I mean, you guys won. No, no we, yeah, we, 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 we definitely like the outcome. Because like I said, it's, it's the way we're getting it done. Uh, proud we can do it in the fourth, but you know, like you said, you get up 20, 30 points. I mean, you got, you got to really maintain and sustain that. It's, and it, and it didn't happen, but hey, watch the film, and we watched it at halftime. We seen what what happened, and uh, disappointed. Well, at least his team definitely knows what they're doing wrong. I mean, he's absolutely right. All this season, they've been jumping out early on teams, getting big leads, especially at home. But for some reason, it seems like in that third quarter, sometimes the second quarter, that team just right. catches back up with them. And they've been trying to pride themselves on defense lately. But what do you think is happening when they come out of? halftime in the second half, why they keep losing these leads and putting themselves in a position when they have to win a game in the fourth quarter like that? You know, that's a good question. I don't think I can answer that. I think anybody had to change his rotation, you know, and stay with the starters that long. I know he's not trying to play that much. But, you know, we still have some players in this. Bubar still out. You know, maybe when he gets healthy, he can do the rotation. And uh, uh, the, the bench play has been excellent, you know, and so maybe he has to change his rotation up a little bit. Like he yeah, took the starters out. He he took the starters out earlier the other night in the first quarter, and you know that's when a Utah began a losing run. But we have to t- we uh, we're going to talk about Deron Williams, the local boy tonight too, for the show a little yeah. bit because he put on the now show you, right. You got a chance to actually talk one on one with Deron. What were some of the things he had to say? Well, you know. Uh, he had said they had to shoot the ball better, which seemed like he was the only one got the message, you know, because he, without him, they wouldn't have made it back in the game. He was a one-man show. But uh, he was glad to play in front of the hometown crowd. I think that motivated him even more to play better, and he, he definitely put on the show. You know, he's a hometown local boy, so I think that had a lot to do with his play too. Yeah, and he had uh, 34 points, six rebounds. Um, and also uh, two, um, six assists and two rebounds that game. And right, he played pretty right. much the whole game, played 40 minutes that game. Played but he was the only right. player that was really doing anything. Uh, no right. one else was really giving him any kind of help. Even now, Jefferson only had eight points. He didn't get that mostly until the second half. So he really didn't have any help down there. You also got a chance to talk to Jerry Sloan. Now, how was that? I mean, Jerry Sloan is the longest-tenured coach in the NBA. Uh, so how was it, you know, talking to him and having the chance to meet up with him? 
You know, Ryan, it's funny you asked that because when I saw him, it felt like I knew the guy all my life. You know, I hadn't seen him with Utah for so long. Anytime you think about Utah, you think about Jerry Sloan. And uh, uh, we, we just kind of made eye contact, and it, it's like an old friend. But, uh, but I got a chance to ask them before the game started, what did he have to do to beat this Maverick team because they had just beat them previously. And he said, shoot the ball better. And I, I think, like I said, only Deron Williams got the message. But uh, I, I was a little starstruck having to get that close to Jerry Sloan. <laughs> first time that happened to me, he really was. But it was like seeing an old friend. Mm-hmm. Now, you talked about starting rotation. And, of course, we'll be taking calls on the Mavs here for this segment. If you have a Mavs opinion, a Mavs comment, Mavs question, uh, 323-927-2906. And we'll be taking live callers also. For the other segments, we're going to get into a lot of NFL. We'll get into some Brett Favre. And all kind of madness going on in the NFL with the Cliff, the Cliff Lee situation. We'll talk about that too. Well, you mentioned the star, you mentioned the rotation. Now, one guy that's been starting, and that's Deshaun Stevenson. And I talked to Mark Cuban before the game, and his main thing was he felt like Deshaun was the unsung hero for the team, especially during that whole win streak. And he's been, right. you know, shooting the three ball well. The game Saturday, he was five for seven from the three point line. He's been playing great yeah. defense, and all, everyone keeps talking about Deshaun, Deshaun, Deshaun. Let's listen to a couple of comments real quick from Coach Carlisle talking about Deshaun Stevenson and how big he was on that 17-point night, his uh, career season high uh, so far this season. You know, he's a, a terrific defensive player, and he's helped us set a tone defensively to start games because we've talked about, you know, we talk about how much, how, de- how important defense is, and if you're going to talk about that, you know, when you're going to make a lineup change. You know, you, you, it makes sense to have a defender going in there. So, um, you know, as I've as I've said, I, I you know, mentioned this last week to to Eddie, and um, and that is, you know, the the decision to start Stevenson was um, initiated by the players. You know, back after the Denver game, where at home where we struggled and um, our bench was struggling, and um, you know, our our three veteran guys, Dirk, Jason, and uh, and Jed, you know, they they suggested the possibly um, looking at Deshaun because he's kept himself ready. Um, he's you know works hard every day, and the guys, you know, the guys have an inherent belief in him. And uh, so he got the he got the nod against um, I think it was Boston, and you know from there it's it's gone the right direction. So you know he's he's really added a lot to our team. Now, Russ, you got a chance to watch a lot of Deshaun Stevenson so far this season. What do you think about him uh, and what he's doing for the Mavs right now and also as a starter on this lineup? Well, you know, right, it's something that's tried and true in the NBA and all sports. If you want to get more playing time, it's to play better. And I I wonder, has he earned that? Because he has been playing his part very well. He has improved his play. And does that mean he gets more playing time? What do you think about that? I think he should. I think he should have got more right. playing time Saturday. I mean, but it's hard to say that now that knowing they won the game, and he probably right. should have got more playing time on Monday also too. But I like his game, and I think uh, one of the main reasons why he's in there because just like Coach Carlisle said, he's one of the best defenders on the team. He can guard the best, the best uh, shooter they got on the court. Right. You know, shooting guard, small forward, whatever right. the case may be. But he can also hit that three ball. If they're going to leave him open, they're going to double-team Dirk. He can play right there on the wing and hit the three-point shot. And now what I thought was interesting about Deshaun Stevenson was that last year he only shot 21% from the three-point line. Right. 
Right. And this Green season, he's right. one of the best three-point shooters in the league right now. Uh, so I got a chance to get one-on-one with him and talk to him exactly about that and how he feels like his role is fitting in uh, with the team right now. This is Deshaun Stevenson, one-on-one interview with the R Sports Radio Show. Even um, uh, Mark and plus uh, Coach Ricardo has been saying how you've been kind of an unsung hero in the team. Let me talk about your role, especially being a starter. My role is just to come out, give some energy, play defense on the tougher guys, and knock down shots. And you know, whenever I'm knocking down shots and doing that, uh, I think it's a plus to this team. Yeah, three-point shooting has been uh, on fire this season. You were five for seven tonight. Is it a confidence thing, or why you shooting rebounds so well right now? Uh, I worked on it a lot in the summer, and then obviously Rick this year just worked on it with me a lot. Uh, told me, you know, that's going to be my key to stretch the floor, and you know, I'm just catching the shooting. You know what, Ronnie? They have yet to play the Lakers, so well, I that's think. True. Uh, that's true. Yeah, who do you who, who do you put in there when uh, they play the Lakers? You have to match up with the Lakers. So well, I think have, Stevenson. You got to put the Sun in there. I mean, you have to. Right, He's the best right. defender on the on the on the start right. lineup. You got to put him in there. And the best defender too. So you you know you got to put him in uh, more playing time. And, and it's interesting to see what happens when they do play this Lakers team. They have yet to play them yet, so. That's a good matchup. And like I said, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, he'll earn more playing time. He'll earn his way on the on the court. So I'm interested yeah, another to see player, how that works out. Yeah, and another player in the starting lineup is making a big change for the Mavs. It's got to be Tyson Chandler. We talked about him all season long. We played the interview that we did with Donnie Nelson where he talked about how, you know, he was able to get Tyson Chandler in the offseason, why he feels like right. he's been so productive and what they plan to do with him long term. And I got a chance to talk one-on-one to him about the, the game against the Jazz and also this buzz that's surrounding him right now for him to get his first All-Star game started in his hometown of L.A. Uh, about, there's a fan that put up a website about Tyson Chandler going to the All-Star game, so I asked him about that as well, too. Uh, this is Tyson Chandler on the RS Sports Radio Show. Tyson Chandler, Tyson, you guys won your 12th game in a row. Uh, talk about the streak and how it feels to, to be doing so well and not letting up on the teams that may not have a winning record, but being able to beat the teams with a winning record. Uh, um, you know, I like the way we're playing right now. Um, we're playing, you know, pretty consistent. We're playing very consistent. Um, I feel like night in and night out, we're gaining more trust in my defense end. Um, you know, we're starting to put together longer stretches. Um, like that. And, you know, if we continue to keep that up, you know, throughout the season, we continue to get better and better. Now, the zone defense has been a huge uh, – a lot of people are talking about you guys on defense and how, how, how approved you guys are. Do you think the zone is the key or you guys just playing a lot more aggressive down low? Well, I think as a whole, um, we're getting better defensively. <clears throat> I think uh, the zone is a huge thing for us because it's something that we can be successful at. Um, it changes the tempo of the game. Um, but – you know, overall, our man defense is a lot better. Uh, we're gaining trust with each other. Um, but it's, it's, it's something with time, though. Um, you know, as long as the season goes, I expect us to continue to get better and better. Um, I have a better understanding. Can you talk a little bit about Deshaun and him being a starter and how yeah. he's been for the whole team? <clears throat> he's been great for us because he's he's one of those defensive players. Uh, he's a grinder. He, he makes it tough out there, um, you know. When he's on the floor, you know, guys aren't going to get anything easy. And, and that's all you expect for guys is to come out there and compete. And, and guys have roles, and, and he's doing a, an amazing job of filling his. And I don't know if you've seen the stuff online about the campaign to get you in the All-Star game. Start. 
no, I, uh, I definitely haven't seen that, but it would be a great honor to play in that game. Um, you know, I, it's in L.A., it's in my hometown, and so so to be a first-time All-Star in my hometown would be would be excellent. Now, Royce, real quick before we go to a commercial break, what do you think about that Titus Chandler being in the All-Star game? I mean, think about the right. things I wish. Yeah, well, he so far has played been the best one so far I've seen play in the West. And uh, plus his experience that he had over the summer, playing with the uh, U.S. team, uh, elevated his game in some way. He was very good in that, too. So I think he does deserve it also. But I'm campaigning for him to be in there. Yeah, I agree. I think I think he's got a, a great chance to be in there. Let's take a little quick uh, commercial break real fast. We'll come back. We'll jump into some NFL action. we got some callers lined up on the line as well, too. So we'll get to that. So let's take a quick commercial break. We'll come back. We'll talk NFL. We'll talk Cliff Lee. We'll talk about, uh, of course, the, the whole NFL with everyone from the Cowboys to the 49ers. So you got to stay on the line. Uh, we'll be right back on the RS Sports Radio Show live on Blog Talk Radio. Oh, yeah, the oh, wait is finally yeah. over. The new release from Rifleman, Smoke in the City, available the now. City. Album features Flow Fly, Mayhem, Ken Jack, and the Grit Boys, with many, many other. Also featuring production from super producer, none other than Big Chris. Available now at all of your favorite online retailers, iTunes, Amazon, Napster, Rhapsody, 7 Digital, E-Music, and every other major online retailer that you can think of. Don't wait, go pick up Smoke in the City now. It's this is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm here live with my good friend, CEO and creator of LawApps.com, Jared Rice. Why don't you let everyone know exactly what LawApps.com is? It's a mobilized version of an attorney's regular website so that people can access the site on mobile phones like smartphones, whether it be HTC, iPhone, Android, BlackBerry, or Palm, or any Windows-based system. So why does an attorney need LawApps.com? Well, if you have a regular website and people are pulling it up on their mobile phone, obviously they can't see it. So if you don't have a mobilized version of your site, you're missing out on millions of customers. And, you know, for business, that's not a good thing, especially in 2011. So what's the best way for people to get in contact with LawApps.com? Go to our website at lawapps.com, and apps is spelled with a Z on the end, not an S. Or they can give us a call at our toll-free number, 1-888-974-6784. That's 1-888-974-6784. And it's lawapps.com, L-A-W-A-P-P-Z.com. Get your law firm out of the dark ages. Calling all models, models, calling all actors, actors. all music artists, music calling artists. all comedians, comedians and producers. I got producers. a question for you. Have you been having trouble finding gigs, and not just gigs, but paid gigs? Well, if that's you, look no further. Okay. We've got the perfect solution for your problem. Go to WeBookGigs.info right now. Okay. Sign up and create your profile. Now, let me tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get updates about shows and paid gigs sent directly to your personal I Twitter, like Facebook, email, and your phone. Now, the best thing about WeBookGigs.info is it's absolutely no cost to I sign up. That. So what are you waiting for? Don't delay. WeBookGigs.info right now. Right now. Yeah, an unbelievable start. Uh, 
one of the best runs that I, I've been a part of in this league. Just uh, everything was clicking on, on both ends of the floor, uh, getting stops, running out, shooting the ball uh, like I've never seen. Uh, three threes go down and he touched the net. And just lost our rhythm there. Uh, substituted three guys at once. Lost our rhythm there, and uh, we got to give them credit, though. They kept playing. I mean, uh, we all know it. A team that's coached from uh, Jerry Sloan is going to keep competing no matter if they're down 50. So they, they did an unbelievable job high fighting in there. Uh, Darren started to take over there late, late in the first and the second quarter. Kept making shots, kept making hand ones, and, uh, you know, they slowly chipped away and chipped away. We finally tied again there in the fourth, and we had to really dig deep there in the fourth. Kind of grinding out, get some good stops. Uh, Jet got hot in the right moment, which which really helped. Uh, made some good shots for us down the stretch. So uh, definitely a weird weird game, but down the stretch also a fun game to be a part of. You know, we hit a three, they come back. Price hits two threes, we hit another three. So uh, definitely a fun game to be a part of, but definitely made it harder on ourselves than we should. Have. You are. Dirk Nowitzki talking about the uh, win actually against the Utah Jazz. It made it seem like he was talking about a loss, Royce, the way he was talking. But that's what happened in them on Monday. They did lose. They snapped a uh, 12-game win streak, trying to go for 13, 13 wins on the 13th day of the month, and it didn't go down. So they did lose. They do break their win streak. Let's go ahead and transition real quick into some other big stories popping off right now. If you guys are listening to us live, you can always call in, 323-927-2906. We do have callers calling in live. And callers, if you want to speak, if you want to say anything, you have to press 1 on your uh, keypad. They'll let us know that you're ready to jump into the conversation. So we'll get into a couple of quick things real fast. Royce, let's talk real quick about this Cliff Lee deal, man. We got a lot. Of if you if you guys saw the website, we put up we put it up last night about midnight about uh, how basically Cliff Lee is uh, Cliff Lee is now a Philly, not a Ranger, not a Yankee. You know, come out of left field this whole deal about him being a being a uh, being a Philly. So we got to talk about that, Royce. What was your initial reaction once you heard Cliff Lee was going to be a Philadelphia Philly again for the second time? But Rodney, first I was shocked. I mean, I had no idea. I was blindsided because I, I didn't think the Phillies were even in the race. Uh, I thought maybe it would probably be the, the Yankees. And I was ready to burn his jersey. I was going to take to the streets, and I thought about it. <laughs> and uh, as I thought about it, I, you have to remember, and there's something I think we all forget, that Cliff Lee was just on loan to us. If you think about that, am I right, Rodney? I mean, you're right about that, but I mean, yeah, he was he was he was on us to go to the Yankees. Remember that? Yeah, but you have to understand right. this 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 I, whole this whole new ownership deal. You know, oh, yeah. the whole the Cliff Lee gave everybody hope that we were going to win the win the World Series last year. He took us as far as he could, and we were all going with the hope that he'll be here for at least a couple more years to continue that success. And and I was hoping that no matter what it would take, and me and you talked about that, the only way he was going to go anywhere else was for right. the money, right? Did we say right. that? Right, And he but didn't now take he takes money. less money. He takes less right. money, it sounds, with Philadelphia. So explain that to me. Well, it's, uh, it must be something about Philly because, you know, he played for them before. So I don't know if he feels a connection with them, what he so with the Rangers, because he did come in the middle of the season. And 
I think he had a better uh, tie than friendship with the guys in Philly. So his loyalty had to be with Philly for him to choose them. I thought the, the Rangers did have a chance, you know, and I'm going to get over it. And they took a poll today. 71% of the people believe that the Rangers can still go to the playoffs without him. 21% believe he doesn't. He's gone. We have to get over it. No use in getting mad. I say I was surprised. It's big news, but he's not a Ranger, so we have to move forward and go find somebody else. Well, you know, of course have we the money Right. Let's take some callers real quick. And callers, I'm identify you by the last four digits of the phone number you're calling from. We got a call on line zero four three three. Uh, welcome to the RS Sports Radio Show. Who we have on the line? Man, you know who this is, man. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to the What's program, sir. How are you? <laughs> hey, man. Y'all know Cliff Lee's hey. terrible, man. When, when y'all come to that party shop, y'all know y'all going to find out how terrible he is. Right. Okay, so what? Why, why did you say Why did you say Cliff Lee is terrible? Explain what you're saying. Man, the boy, he didn't win in Philly. He didn't win in Texas. He's just not a winner, man. Why are you going to pay somebody that ain't a winner, man? Well, okay, well, well you gotta understand. He still, he still had one of the best records in the postseason. Now, true enough, he hasn't, he hasn't did it with the Philadelphia Phillies. He lost in the World Series with the Rangers. He lost in the World Series. Well, he's got to give you a better chance than anybody else that we got on, on the bullpen right now. Right, right. Check this, man. Check this, right. The dude is not a winner. The boys, they wanted him to pitch game one for himself. This dude tell us he's not gonna pitch number one and four. He told the Phillies the same thing. The boy trash, man. The boy is not a proven winner. He don't want to play, and he don't like playing in the hot, hot weather, man. He like it in the cold. And, and, and you know what, in the cold. Ronnie? And you know what, Ronnie? If you remember, Cliff Lee let us down in the playoffs. He, <laughs> if, if you remember, he, he had a bad he game. Told, he, he, he told us, man, that he didn't want to play in the hot weather. Yeah, he had a bad game in the playoffs. I think this team... It was just as good. I mean, I mean, not not as good with him, but they were a good team before he even came here. They're a good ball club, and if they can maintain that intensity of play, they they can win without him. Yeah, we can win. Well, here's, the, here's my thing. Okay, here's my thing. Now, now, for all the reasons that both of y'all just said, is there any reason to take millions and millions of dollars of less money? I mean, he could play it in New York. That's cold weather. He, he takes millions and millions of dollars to go play in Philadelphia, and Philadelphia didn't I, offer him a deal. He told his agents to go play in Philadelphia, but I feel like if he wanted to be I, a Ranger, he and all the players thought he wanted to be a Ranger for whatever reason. You know how come we couldn't get the deal done? That's what I'm what I'm trying to figure. Out. We offered him more money, a better contract, better terms. Why couldn't he sign here and be a Ranger? His, his family like his family like Philly, man. They she don't like New York. New York talk bad about his wife. Remember how they yeah, got all the playoffs? That's right. And, and plus the fact that uh, uh, there's too many uh, big stars in New York already, you know. Too many. And, uh, and he don't so want he, to be he's going to be. Right. This, this A-Rod. Yeah. Hmm. Well, got, let's take another on. caller. Stay on the line with me, Brad. Let's take another caller real quick. Uh, caller right. 6037, you're live on the R Sports Radio Show. What's your comment about Cliff Lee? Well, I, well, what's going on, everybody in Radio Land? I, I'm furious about this. I, I just say that 
I feel like, without a shout, shadow of a doubt, beyond hand, the guy is really nuts or wacko. I mean, you know, I know you have an obligation right. to yourself, you know, right. and that's usually the money. Okay, so you didn't take the money, so you wasn't thinking, okay, how can I really secure my future? Okay, so I don't respect you as a businessman anymore. And then you, you, you lead fans on, people that pay money to, to, to choose to pay money to watch you entertain them, and you go to a team that wasn't even looking for you, and at the end of the day, you don't even let anybody know anything. I mean, I'm I'm just serious about it, man. All I can say is, is I'm glad he's not a ranger no more. If that's how you think, you know, who knows what would have happened later on down the line. We sound like Cleveland fans. Don't we run? Uh-huh. <laughs> is that what they sound like in Cleveland with LeBron James? James left. Yeah. He didn't go for the money. So yeah, I guess we're going to have a Cliff Lee. I guess we're going to have a Cliff Lee burning, jersey burning party. Wait, but you and we're going to take the to the street. You have to understand right. the way Rangers fans feel right now. I mean, this is a guy that brought uh, hope to the whole franchise, the players. No, it wasn't fans. just him, Rodney. It was the whole team. It was him. It was the, the whole, whole team. The whole was, playoffs was I mean, about Cliff Lee. The whole playoffs was about Cliff Lee. Rodney, who, who, who was the MVP? There you go. There you right. go. We still there got you go. him. Who was the MVP? We still got him. Yeah, right. but you know good him. and well this whole Ranger team uh, probably been pitching. That whole problem has been pitching for a long time, and here we get a, a, a big pitcher to come in and stay here. You got brand new ownership trying to make a splash. They got plenty of money. They got a hundred eighty million dollar a year deal with Fox Sports Net. They making money without even playing baseball. And well, you, you can't get you can't get Cliff Lee signed. Cliff Lee don't well, want to play like, here, Rodney. He doesn't want to play here. That's that's what you have to understand. He made his choice. They offered him three different deals. He didn't want to play here. Therefore, you have the money. Go get somebody else. They have the best farm system in in, in baseball. Right. So, uh, I mean, nah, you, can say, you can go get somebody else. Now, I say this. I say this point seriously. All that needs to happen is is you take all that money you was going to give to one player and go right. get four, five more and still get the right. same job right. done. If, if we got to rotate five pitchers a night, to get that job done, we got the money to go get it. And I push it like this. With the Rangers doing what they did uh, uh, this year, I definitely believe with all of my heart that it's players lining up to come get this money. That's right. Well, that's right. Well, some of the comments that have been made since then, uh, Ron Washington came out today and said he's not surprised at all that Cliff decided to go to Philadelphia. Chuck Greenberg came out and said, hey, we made our best deal, we gave my best offer. This is just where he wanted to play. And they were off on right. the years and they were off on the money. Apparently he wanted a, a shorter deal where they had a bigger uh annual salary. And that's basically what he got in Philadelphia. Although that deal hasn't really completely been done just yet, but it's agreed to right. in principle. Now think about the team he's going to. The the Phillies may have the best rotation ever in and baseball. baseball. They got him, right. they got Roy Holiday, Roy Oswald, Cole Hammers, they got all these Cy Young winners. Guys that pitch no hitters, they got to be the favorite going into the next year, don't you think? Oh yeah, oh yeah, without hands down. I think that's why he went there because maybe he thought his chances were better uh, winning with Philly than with Texas. But he didn't. Apparently, you know, you have to understand that they made him a deal. New York made him a deal. He went where he wanted to go. He did not want to play in Texas, 
So why would you want somebody here that doesn't want to play here? Right. Exactly. Right. You you it, it spells disaster each and every time. I mean, I, right. I, I I go back to the Mavericks. I remember when Ron Harper was hooping and hollering and crying, and he wanted right. to be, play anywhere but Dallas. And it, right. it bled over into the media, and I think it's poison on the team, and I think it, it, it's a slap in the face and an insult to try to keep somebody that don't want to be kept. Right. Now, while now while I do have um, uh, Brad on the phone, I want to I want to go ahead and go over this with you. We do picks every Thursday. We pick all the NFL games. And I want to invite you this Thursday to either call in or submit your picks by email to pick against us on Thursday. Do I have your agreement on that? Yeah, man. All right. And I want to let you know this before we announce the winner of the picks. I did pick the Forty ers to win this week. I did pick the 49ers to win, but there is one person that did not pick the 49ers to win, picked the Seahawks. Well, I, I already know who, who was that, your pop? That was Royce. Royce <laughs> picked the Seahawks to win. <laughs> oh, I, I, I also picked Buffalo, too. Oh, that's waiting to happen. I, always, I, I also picked Buffalo, and Buffalo won. Yeah, they did. That's but right. You better have them on. Uh, pick them on the charges this week, man. We're gonna beat the charges. I'm telling you. Now you, okay. now you, you, you brought up an interesting point because I want to get this in while you're on the phone with me. You, you, you were telling me uh, when I was at the barbershop, and I mentioned this on the show last Thursday that not only should I pick the 49s, but the 49s are actually gonna win the NFC West. They're gonna win. And I told you when we get ready to play, when we get ready to play the Rams, we be playing first place in the division. And that's what's going on. Wow. wow. You heard it down. first. Unbelievable. It's on tape. You heard it first. Did I get a free haircut? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brother, get man. a free haircut. Well, let me ask you what you're doing, man. I like this, what you're doing, man. But do me right. ask you this, though, while we got you on. And, and if you guys don't know, uh, this is uh, B. Brad. He's uh, owner, proprietor, barbershop connoisseur at Bradford's. Bradford's located right there on the on the border of DeSoto and Lancaster, right on 35 and uh, Pleasant Run. Actually, Beckley. Uh, but you can't miss it if you get off on Pleasant Run or 35 or any direction you're coming. You can't miss them. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you guys go in there and you get your hair cut, be prepared to talk about sports because that's what they do. They talk All about right. sports. Oh, it's on on the TVs. It's a heated discussion, and and you're gonna to have to defend your team in there. I'm gonna tell you that right now. You got to defend your team, and you got to be prepared to have something good to say or bad to say about the 49ers if you if you cutting your hair because that's what he's gonna bring up is in 49ers. But I, I'm I'm gonna tell you like this. I'm a Rams fan, and me and you talked about that. But but I like what the Rams are doing. I know they're young. I know he ain't got nobody to throw the ball to. But I like the Rams, and I, and I honestly don't think y'all really can beat the Rams. That's just my opinion, but I don't think y'all can beat the Rams. Well, we just beat the Rams a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and they called back three touchdowns, and we still beat the dog crap out of them. That's right. Understand? So, so one thing about it, the Rams ain't beat us in three years. Another thing, Arizona ain't beat us in the last two years. Seattle's wow, the only right. team that had a win against us in the last two, three years in our division. We're not going to lose no more division games. Hmm. So we're going to so win this division. Huh? So could y'all be one of the first teams to slide in there, you know, 
Last I checked, when you get to the playoff, everybody's record zero zero zero. That's right. I, I want to see Young Jays after tomorrow. Hey, <laughs> bring it up there. That's a free haircut right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I'm going to tell you this, man. I'm going to tell you this, too, before I go. We're going to get a home game in the first mm. round. Wow. And it may, be the New Orleans, it may be the New Orleans Saints who cheated us early in the season to win. Mm. Wow. At our home field. Okay. So wow. you're going to have an under 500 team, under 500 hungry team in the playoffs. Wow. I mean, but do you like, do you, but honestly, do you really like that chance in the playoffs? I mean, being honest, do you like, you like that chance in the playoffs okay. in the NFC? This, this, I put it like this I got the NFL ticket. When wow. Atlanta beat us, they beat us on a faulty play in, mm-hmm. in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. We all yeah. say that was a faulty play. Okay. My man catch the interception, run down the field, they come back, pops the ball out of his hand, go down the field, two penalties, they score. They get out of the right. Same thing with, with the New Orleans Saints. We catch the interception, they call the penalty back. Give them a 10 yards on the penalty. Plus, they throw the ball down the field one time, 20 yards. They kick the field goal to win the game. Mm-hmm. Those two playoff teams right now that we know we can beat. Now, mm. now, if we have to play Philadelphia, now that's a whole different ball game. They beat us with without Vince. Right. They beat okay, us without Vince. Okay, so who's, who's quarterback? Who's quarterback in this team in the playoffs? Yeah, who do you start? Which Smith is going to start? Alex Smith, no doubt. Alex Smith, no doubt. I, I mean, I'm not a okay. fan of it, but hey, Alex Smith, no doubt. He put a forty burger up just the other day, so hey, I can't be mad at it. Yeah, he thinks he's playing that, better. He's playing. He is playing better. Maybe that hey, time always, on the bench. They always tell you. They always tell you not how you start is how you finish, man. Right. That time on yeah. the bench made him better, huh? It it I may have. So. I don't know. I don't think right, it made right. him a Super Bowl quarterback, but it made him all right. Okay. I I, I, I don't I think it's Super Bowl. We're not going yeah, to Super right, Bowl. We got no okay. yeah, Hey, I'm glad y'all do. <laughs> well, I want to I want to thank you, man. For call, I want to thank you for calling in, man. If anyone wants to get in contact with the shop, man, what should they do? Who should they call? Just call me. Call Bradford Barbershop nine seven two 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 eight four five eight eight. I see. I heard it first, right, so, man. We thank we thank you for calling, man. You call in any time, brother. I, I, I definitely uh, expect your picks on Thursday so you can pick against us, man. Oh yeah, you know you know I'll be probably pick. Who y'all play Sunday? Hey man, I'm gonna get you up. I'm riding with y'all. I'm riding with y'all. I'm gonna get you out before we start talking about the Cowboys, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. We can talk about the Cowboys because I, I, hey, look here. I'm gonna pick y'all against the Redskins. Don't let me down. All right, there you go. Done deal. Done deal. Hey, I hey, pick y'all what? this week. Just don't let me down. And all I want y'all to have on take two on this. Your team is full of one hit ones. Oh, here we go. Wow. <laughs> now, now, that's disrespectful, B. Brad. That's just disrespectful right there, man. You can't do it like that, man. I tell you hey, what, man, you better hope it. Singletary you better hope Singletary got a job next year. That's what you better hope. Well, hey, uh, man, hey, this ain't a Wade Phillips job. This ain't Jerry Jones land over here in San Francisco either, man. <laughs> he just don't fire coaches. 
You don't fire coaches off the owner's mistake. Mm-hmm. It's the right. only mistake to have the same quarterback you've been having for five years. That's the only wow. mistake. I'm that glad dude, you said that too. Where he's, he's the worst quarterback in the full quarter I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Wow. Strong words, man. Did Kidna turn the ball over in the fourth quarter? I don't think he turned the ball up yet in the fourth quarter. Mm. And look how good oh, your yeah. team playing. Look at how good your team playing with that. It's your quarterback, man. Forget about the rest of the team. It's your quarterback. Mm. quarterback I've been telling him that, Brad, for quarter. three years. I've been telling him that been for three tell- years. I know you have. I know you have. My, my, my thing is, He's a Danny my, White. this is my... This is my thing. If you say your idol is Brett Favre, then I expect you to go down that same road, and maybe without a ring, mm. because you ain't got the wow. running back that Brett Favre had. Period. Point blank. All the defense that he had. Wow. He's right. You look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady's idol was, was Joe Montana. So look at what his career. Is. Uh, let's not talk about Brett. You'll get everybody calling up right now. Hey man, you play, <laughs> hey, you play like what you watch, man. If you're a Deion Sanders fan, you're going to be a stud on the field. Wow. Kobe Bryant watched Michael Jordan, didn't he? That's yeah, all I'm saying. Why is Brett Favre your idol? I wouldn't even let that be known. Mm. We're going to talk about Brett Favre, man. You got a nonchalant quarterback that ain't a leader. He's not a leader, man. Take the captain's C off his shirt. Mm. Really, every Cowboy player needs that C taken off. Not a leader mm-hmm. on that team. Mm-hmm. Not a leader on that team, you know. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. It's a lot, a lot of what you see. We definitely got to talk about it, react to. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. We're gonna come back. We'll be joined by a normal roundtable, talk more NFL. We'll talk about the Cowboys. We'll talk about exactly what B. Brad just said. All these guys need to take that C off of their jersey because we have no leaders, no captains on the team. We'll talk about that too. Uh, this is the RS Sports Radio Show live on a Tuesday night show. We'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. B. Brad, I thank you for calling in, man. Anytime, brother. All right. This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm here live with my good friend, CEO and creator of LawApps.com, Jared Rice. Why don't you let everyone know exactly what LawApps.com is? It's a mobilized version of an attorney's regular website so that people can access the site on mobile phones like smartphones, whether it be HTC iPhone, Android, BlackBerry, or Palm, or any Windows-based system. So why does an attorney need LawApps.com? Well, if you have a regular website and people are pulling it up on their mobile phone, obviously they can't see it. So if you don't have a mobilized version of your site, you're missing out on millions of customers. And, you know, for business, that's not a good thing, especially in 2011. So what's the best way for people to get in contact with LawApps.com? Go to our website at lawapps.com, and apps is spelled with a Z on the end, not an S. Or they can give us a call at our toll-free number, 1-888-974-6784. That's 1-888-974-6784. And it's lawapps.com, L-A-W-A-P-P-Z.com. Get your law firm out of the dark ages. What's up out there with it, what? What's up out there with it, world? What's up with it? It's your boy Chosen. Man, and I'm back in the building, you dig? And for all of y'all that haven't already done it, 
You know what I'm saying? Go out there and join icebreakerproductions.com right now. Support your favorite ICE artist right now. You know what I'm saying? Get a ringtone, get a t-shirt, buy the calendar right now. You can even pick up a teddy bear. You know what I'm talking about? We got everything. Got everything. Um, Every Wednesday, y'all need to be checking out the Icebreaker Radio Show at mm-hmm. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. 7 p.m. Well, you hear it? Icebreakerproductions.com. You know what I'm saying? Scroll down about the middle of the page and click on the player and you got us. You know what I'm saying? And if that ain't working for you, hop on iTunes and listen to us on the podcast. I ain't tripping. You know, you can get us on anywhere. Anywhere. And uh, if you really want to know what's going down at all times with Icebreaker Productions, you got to follow us on Twitter at Icebreaker Radio. And if right you're a now. Facebook lover, hit us up, Icebreaker Productions. You know right what to do. And uh, for all of y'all that like them live, fresh videos, you know you can follow us on the YouTube channel, Chosen972. Right now. you're still in the old school and, you know what I'm saying, you still on MySpace, hit us up. 972, we ain't tripping. And uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and hop into this album, the reason that you're hearing my voice. Uh-huh. You like one of these artists, you know what I'm saying? So get your jam on, get your lean on. Yeah. And uh, I'll be back at you later on in the future with more ICE announcements. Already. I got to bring on uh, our normal NFL roundtable, NFL experts uh, that I definitely rely on to count on to give the the truth about the NFL, hold no punches, and tell you exactly what a T.I. is. So let me bring Royce back on. Royce, you back on. Let me, of course, welcome Chosen on to the program. Chosen, you on now as well. Let's welcome in two new people and people that you guys always hear on the radio show. I got Rick on the line. I also got Big Chris on the line as well, too. The number one patron in America, Mr. Mr. America. Uh, bring him back on the line as well, too. What's going on, guys? Welcome to our NFL Roundtable. How y'all doing today? All right. How's it going, everybody? How's it going? All right. Roy, hey, man. You, you know, when it's all, man, we got to do it week after week, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Big Chris and Chosen? What's happening, man? Oh, man. Enjoying life, enjoying life, and enjoying my picks. Yeah, we just came off of in in the tundra out there. Yeah, exactly. What were they thinking? What were they thinking? You know, I I called everybody on this, and I said, you guys should be ashamed of yourselves. Y'all was just picking on Big C, man. Y'all can't do that now. Man, at this point, it's just getting ridiculous. You know, it's it's almost starting to look like somebody's playing a Madden game or something week after week. I mean, 33-0 halftime, man, that's, that's Madden figures, man. That's not the NFL stuff, that's Madden. Somebody's somebody yeah, a PS3 control. Well, let's talk turn about the NFL. That house boring game real quick. Real quick. So boring they even took the game off the air, so we'll talk about that, too. Let's get into the picks real fast. Let's go ahead and go over who won this week. Chosen, I, I, I told you, man, you had to study, get your game together, wow. and apparently that's what you did because you got a 10. You won this week. He wins wow. the at with a 10-4 record. Uh, wow. Royce came in second at 9-5. and five. 
And Rick, wow. uh, you were eighty six, and I finished up seventy seven. Wow! Right so chose to go ahead and get your acceptance speech, man. Go right ahead. I just want to say, you know, it feels so good up here. I thank you guys for keeping the uh, the crown warm for me, but now it's on this true king's head, and y'all going to have to fight me for this. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about to go down this week. <laughs> Everybody got redeemed. Let's get into some of the big stories in the field before we go through uh, all the all the games we definitely need to review and talk about. Let me ask you guys' opinion on uh, Brett Favre. Uh, you know that game was supposed to be on Sunday. The inflatable top of the Metro Dome collapses. Snow falls all through the thing, and luckily no players and no fans were there. But if you guys haven't seen it on YouTube, go to YouTube and look up the Metro Dome collapse. It's something to see. It's something that you, you think you're watching 2012 or or some Steven Spielberg movie, the way that thing went down. But that's an inflatable roof. Why do we have an inflatable roof in a place where you can get 20 inches of snow? It's beyond me, but that's what they have. They moved the game to Detroit. They give away free tickets. The savings about half full. But the big story about this was not just the move of the team and move to a different day, but the fact that Brett Favre did not start this game. His streak ends at 297 uh, on his career, so he doesn't get a chance to play. Now, we talked about, hey, we thought well, maybe he'd come out there for a snap or keep his streak intact, and he was just too hurt to play, man. I mean, too hurt to play. And this is him talking a little bit real quick about how bad that injury was and what he was feeling like before the game. It was, it was day to day, but it came down to the day. Um, really was not able to do anything this week. Um, and that's not the first time in my career that that's happened, but Come on and gone on, you know, and retire. But he still want to get out there. I mean, which 
you know, I can understand him, man. I mean, it's, you know, he, he, he got a desire to play and he can still play and get it done. I mean, you know, you want to be out there, but I understand what the, you're inoperable, you know what I mean, and, and you can't get nothing done. I mean, yeah, then, I, I can, of course, I can understand sitting out, but, I mean, I, I think you could have let him get out there and take a snap so that way he can keep his streak with his starts. I mean, you know, one play ain't going to kill you. It ain't going to kill him to hand the ball off somebody. I mean, you know. So you think that maybe they should have let him go ahead and get out there and hand the ball off and keep the, keep the streak intact? That's what I say. I mean, that ain't, that ain't going to kill you not one play. Mm. And Rick, what do you think about that, man? You think they should have let him come in for that one play, keep that streak alive? No, no, not at all, really. You know, I mean, I actually that would be kind of a sign of disrespect to the game. You know, I mean, you you getting out there just to keep the streak. You know, get out there and play if you're gonna play. You know, I mean, big respect to uh, Brett Favre. You got to get a man credit for what he's done. You know, he played a long time. I mean, that's something that a lot of players won't be able to do, so he needs to be thankful for that. You know, but at some point, you know, it's got to come to an end, and it's just that time for Brett Favre. Now, now we all talked about when he came back this season. I mean, let's look at the timeline here, and and we're learning more and more about this timeline as as it goes. But it came out this weekend that he actually – told the Vikings to make an announcement that he wasn't going to come back. He wasn't going to do it himself. He asked the Vikings to make the announcement about him not coming back. They never made that announcement, and the day they were supposed to make the announcement, a plane shows up with the players on it trying to beg him to come back. And he came back for the players. I think there's no question about that. Uh, He talks a little bit about during that press conference about coming back and expecting, you know, injuries to happen and him coming back and playing with the team. Well, I won't play again if I can't feel my hand. Brett Favre start another game, or, or will he be right back in next Sunday? 
I think this I think this is it, man. You know, if he's smart, this is it. I mean, you know, I think the only thing that's been keeping him going has probably been, you know, the streak. And now that the streak is over, I think he can go ahead and, and retire and bow out gracefully. If you didn't start the game, in my opinion, the team's not going to win the Super Bowl. You know you can't take another hit. Go ahead and bow out now. I think this is it for Favre. Now, Rick, what do you think? You think this is the last so far? We think we won't see him play another down this season? I don't think so. You know, I think I agree with Chosen totally. I mean, just go ahead and bow out. I mean, and the man even talked about it. You know, it wasn't even the pain that he was worried about. The pain, he mentioned something about being able to shoot it up. The pain, you can shoot that up. You can't shoot up that numbness, man. If you can't feel your hand, you know, sit down. Sit down. That's and, you know, the right season, I'm telling you, the season is pretty much over. I mean, it is over, you know, for the, the Vikings. They ain't going to be able to do nothing. I mean, it's no sense to put him back out there, you know. Go ahead and just bow down, man. Do your thing. Roy, now he looks like an old boxer. You know, don't know when to quit. I'd rather see him go out, on, you know, with what little health he have left than go out better than bruised. You know, that's a, that's not a good way to lead a game. Well, I think he's better than bruised as he is now. So he's going gonna to go out like yeah. that. But, I mean, right, but if you think could, about it, his last play, his last play this season could be the same play that he had Last season, he ended the game last season getting hit, getting hurt, throwing the interception. He ends the season this season getting hit, getting hurt, throwing the interception. I mean, Chris, is it over? Is this is this Brett Favre's career? Are we are we seeing? The, is this the end? I say let the man play as long as he wants to play, man. If he can get out there and take the hit, man, and shoot it up and ice up for a week or two and get back at it, hey, man, go right ahead. Who who are we to tell that man he can't play no more football? And you, you never had a four-year-old body either. <laughs> you never played yeah, that man. long in the NFL. Right. We are, we are in no place to tell that man he can't play football no more. I mean, but numbness in the hand, if you can't feel your hand, I mean, come on now. I mean, Rick, I mean, if you can't feel your hand, can you play? Can you play quarterback? I mean, and I, I don't think so. You definitely can't, can't play uh, quarterback, you know, and it's not that we're – you know, telling him, you know, not to play. I mean, just in my opinion, that's what I think he he should do. I mean, you know, it, it, it only makes sense. You know, I can understand the, the competitive nature, and if he wants to get back out there, it, it wouldn't surprise me if the Vikings wouldn't put him out there. I don't think that's the smart thing for him to do, you know, in the condition that he's in. And besides, he's he's accomplished everything that he's going to be able to accomplish. The thing that's bothering Brett Favre is that it's not on his own terms. You know, and I can understand that. I can understand that. So he might want to get out there and play some token game at the, the last game of the season or something. But it's for sure pretty much that he won't be coming back next year. And they, they've they already made it official. They did not put him on the IR. If he went to the IR, at least he could be still participating in team activities, go to meetings. But he doesn't go to IR at all. He's still available. And they're talking about he may return for the Bears game, which is going to be an outdoor game at the uh, mm-hmm. University of Minnesota Stadium outdoors. So they're still talking about bringing this guy back. I mean, Chosen, let me ask you, man, if, if he gets numbness back, say he can feel his hand by tomorrow and can at least throw the ball or whatever, do you still put him back in there? I don't think you do that. I don't think you do that. I mean, Brett Favre has been in the game so long, it's not a defensive coordinator in the league that doesn't know what he's prone and have to do. 
I mean, you know, I, the Brett Favre I know is operating at great capacity. Back when Troy Aikman was playing, you know, was known for giving the game away at the end of the game. You know, you, you fought to get one good championship. You got something that guys can never say that they had. And I, I just don't think that if you're in Minnesota that you waste another season, you know what I'm saying, wearing out the legs of who could possibly be one of the greatest running backs your, your ball club has ever seen. You know, I, it, it's time to do something different. Let's play a real quick clip real fast of what Brett Favre talking about playing again next season. Let's see what he has to say about it. Playing again this season, I should say. Well, I won't play again if I can't feel my hand. So uh, I think we're going to try to do another exam tomorrow. Um, this actually started back after the Washington game is when I first felt it uh, on the hit first or second try, um, and at, at times it feels okay. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's not so much the pain. There's a little pain, but that subsided some. It's the, you know, this tingling. So I think it would be foolish to even consider playing, um, you know, if, if you don't have the whole feeling in five fingers. You heard it from him himself. He said the same thing that we all been saying. It just would be too hard to do if you can't feel his hand or can't feel his fingers. I mean, but, you know, this is Brett Favre, and I've seen him come and play at all kinds of conditions and all different kinds of situations. So I would not be I would not be surprised one bit. I mean, wouldn't you? I, mean I think y'all would say the same thing, right? Yeah, straight up. Yeah, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised one bit at all. Uh, let's go ahead and go real quick into a couple of other NFL stories. If you guys saw this, please let me know. But did anyone see the New York Jets? Uh, the New York Jets trainer actually tripped somebody on the sidelines. Did anybody see that play? <laughs> yeah, I've been to action too. Now, come on now, now. I've seen I've seen dirty plays in my day, but I've never ever seen an athletic trainer or anybody on the staff deliberately chip a guy as bad as he did that. I'm, I've never seen that. No, I've never seen it either. And, and I gotta say that uh, I know that he'll probably be receiving his last paycheck on this next uh, <laughs> paycheck cycle. <laughs> Well, he's been suspended, so we know he's been su- been suspended. So, I mean, but but is, is, with, was suspended without, enough? Do you think you think there's any other team that's gonna even take a chance on a guy like that? No, no, no. Not unless he a cure for cancer or something. Because he'll cost your team too much, man. I mean, you almost you almost getting into some Reggie Bush stuff. They can penalize the team for your. You know your your mishaps and your misjudgment. You For real, I mean? yeah. I mean, had it been, you know, had it been worse or maybe a different variable in that equation, you know, that whole team could kind of get penalized or somebody else could get penalized for one of your people's errors. You know what I mean? That could cost a lot more than just you. You know, your time and your money or or your your work your workload because of what you just done. You just played sixty minutes. And then, you know, you potentially throwing the game away with that kind of nonsense, man. 
I think it's all a matter up to you know the the jets of what's gonna happen. They did the they did the right thing. You know, went ahead and suspended that dude so they can go and collect their thoughts, think about whatever it is that they're going to do. But it's all a matter with uh, the Jets on that dude right there because if the Jets let him go, there's no other team in the NFL that's going to pick <laughs> that dude up for a situation like that. His well, career is he's, he's got a best side going to college or going to high school football. Um, he's going to end up being high school football or something. It's probably going to end up being that. Nobody else is going to pick that dude up. That was a dumb, dumb thing to do. Yeah, that, that was just a dumb move. Man, there's 200 cameras in there, man. Probably more than that. <laughs> Everybody's seen that. Man, that was dumb. Yeah, that was pretty dumb. Now, of course, let's get into a couple of the NFL last year. As you guys know, the Cowboys lose. Uh, they lose 37 Michael Vick, you know, did his thing. Now, now I'm not going to get into too many particulars about this game because I think it's a game they could have won. I'm always going to feel like they could have won the game. But one thing I do have to say about this loss, and uh, Rick chose, I know you guys are both Cowboy fans at heart, how could you let a guy drive and run the ball right down your throat in that last drive of the game? When you need to stop, when you need to try to get the ball back, how can you let these guys – a team that's not that good at running the ball with a running back, how can you let them drive down the field right down the middle on you? I mean, who hey, is that an indictment of the defense? Is that an indictment of the of the linebackers? Man, look, that was the most disappointing part of the game right there for me because we actually <laughs> had a chance to win that game. We played, played, played them well. Contain Michael Vick, you know, did did things out there, you know. But I, man, in my opinion, that last drive right there, Michael Vick is the one that created all of that. That's who they was concerned about, and they forgot all about that boy. You know, they wasn't really aggressive trying to attack the run like that because they Michael Vick burned them right out the gate yeah. with that same kind of stuff, you know. And they yeah. they worried about what Michael Vick was gonna do, man. It, it looked obvious to me out there. I'm like, man, attack the ball. No, nah, they looking at Michael Vick. And getting his autograph. And got his <laughs> autograph, too. They were starstruck. They were starstruck. Got nah, you know, yeah, yeah, I say this every week, and it's the same old song. So, Chris, pull out your violin. I play mine for him because it's the same song we've been in all season. We could have should have <laughs> Every week, man, we hear the same as this is the same thing. We could have would it ain't just another, man. I agree with B Brad personally, man. It's your Q B man. And you obviously see what happened when you got your coach and your Q B out of there. Much more different than the earlier in the season, man. I say Romo got to go, man, personally. I say keep him out. Mm. I I because I they wasn't winning no games with Romo in there. They ain't been winning no games with Romo and anything last season. They won their first playoff game. They ain't going nowhere with Romo. Then you put you put a backup in there. You put like a backup backup in there, like for real. And then he wins. He he goes on the street. Like, are you kidding me? That's obvious, man. That is your quarterback. Okay, put it this way. I won't say it is your quarterback, but your quarterback is part of the problem. That's that's that goes without saying. I mean, if you get your quarterback out of there. 
You put in. Well, I, think there's, I think that I think there's a lot of problems on this team. More important than the quarterback problem. I mean, Chosen, you watch the game. What's the biggest problem on this team as far as just the personnel? We're not talking about coaches, not talking about owners. We're talking about personnel. Personnel, Tony Romo is a no-go. And uh, he's no more valuable than Kidna. And, uh, you know, Kidna is only going to win you a certain amount of games. Uh, Other than that, you know, we got holes in the secondary, man. You know, the way that boy got burnt on that first drive like that for Philly, I mean, that was just inexcusable. You don't let him come out and score like that. I, I just I just feel like as far as the players go, if we replace the quarterback to fix the secondary, you know, maybe maybe we can actually go, you know, thirteen and three. Mm. Now, what you know do you say, Royce? Royce, as far you as personnel wise, what do you see? You are what you are. That's how y'all. Are. Yeah, you know, your records are who y'all are. I mean, you have to face it. <laughs> This, 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 this team, this, and that's the truth. This, I yeah. mean, you had this nucleus, this team, the last three years, and you've had the same results. So something's wrong yep. with this team. Yeah. If it doesn't fit, you must have quit. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Y'all, y'all Cowboys right. fans need to face that. You can wish for a Super Bowl in your city. You could wish for a winning season, you know, and, and that's all well and good, but you are what your record is. This team for the last three years has failed you all and the fans and themselves. So y'all mentioned Jack, uh, Michael Vick. Y'all mentioned Michael Vick and what he was able to do with the Cowboys. This is some of his comments after the game. We talked about that 90-yarder uh, that Deshaun Stevenson, son Jackson had in the game as well, too. They know he was going to take it 91 yards, and that's just the type of uh, things he can do when he touched the ball. Very dynamic player, and, uh, you know, just got to give credit to those guys. They fought, they battled, and they basically won the game, hands down. It's a great win for the team. Uh, got to give credit to the guys up front. They they won the, guy, the, the game in the end. Uh, you know, challenge those guys once again to get it done. They was able to do it. I mean, you know, six or seven straight runs and positive yards. And <clears throat> despite all the adversity, they kept fighting. They hung in there, and they, they made it happen when we needed it. Uh, well, you know, they was a football team that was fighting for their lives. Their lives. And, uh, you know, we knew we was going to get their best, you know, their home. Um you know, hostile environment, and, and uh, you know, they got some great players up front. So we knew we was going to have to be uh, very precise, efficient, and, and make plays when we needed to. And, uh, you know, they play with a lot of energy, and, and I take my hat off to them. I mean, you know, interceptions are going to happen. I'm not going to sit here and, uh, you know, debate about, you know, what exactly happened, you know, whether I got hit. Or whether I didn't, you know, I threw an interception, and that's what happened in this game. And uh, you know, it wasn't because I was getting hit. Uh, you know, basically, I could, I think, I could have made a better decision with the football. There was Michael Vick, real quick, talking a little bit about the game. Talked about that 90-yarder that Deshaun Jackson had, 
and how the team was able to control the, the line of scrimmage to get those six or seven runs at the end of the game. And Roy, since you brought it up, we got to get everyone's opinion on this man. And I'm and I'm I'm upset about this one. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm very upset about this one. But at the end of the game, for the whole world to see, and like Ricky said, 200 cameras out there. Deshaun Choice makes a beeline to go find Michael Vick. He finds Michael Vick and he gets him to sign the glove. Now, now let me just tell you why I'm so mad about this. This was all premeditated. He had to have a sharpie ready to go. He had to have his glove ready to go. And it wasn't like he just, you know, found him on the field and took off his glove real quick and, hey, man, do you got a sharp back and bar? You know, this guy had all his stuff ready to go. So that means the whole time while the clock is ticking down, he's going to find a sharpie, he's got his glove ready, then he's going to make a beeline straight to Michael Vick to get the glove signed. And I just got a huge problem with this. I mean, Rick, from when you saw that, man, tell me exactly what was going through your mind when you saw that. Man, to, to be honest with you, it was funny to me. I was I was laughing, and I knew that he was going to end up getting crucified in the media, but I particularly didn't care. I really didn't care at all one bit. I didn't look into it that deep as far as, you know, him, you know, as far as it being premeditated and, you know, pre-planning this thing. You know, I didn't look at it like that. You know, I just, it, it was funny to me, you know, and to be honest with you, it, that didn't really even bother me like that. I wasn't worried about that. You know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you know, fans pay the tickets. You know, they buy the tickets. They pay their salaries and stuff like that, but they don't pay you to go out there and hate people. You know, they they pay you to go out there and play the game. You know, at the end of the game, you know, I can under, you know, I can understand you going by there and saying, you know, good game, this, that, and the other, get an autograph, and I can also understand you making a beeline to the locker room. You know, it depends on the type of person you are. I really wasn't even tripping off that. It really didn't. I, but I didn't look into it that deep as far as it being premeditated. If I did, then, yeah, I would be mad about it. But, I mean, know, but, but think I, about it. I, I, I think about it. So Michael, Vick, Michael Vick, as dynamic of, of a star he is, a bigger player he is, he even said he's never had a player approach him on the field for an autograph. Right. So it's not like right. this is something that's a common practice in the NFL. Right. Okay. 
going on on, okay. on the court, on the field. I tell you what, I tell you what, you dealt in the music business before, right? And you asked somebody that you gave a CD to that probably did the same job you did. And they've asked you for autographs a CD for them, and just in case you, you know, you blow up or be in the Hall of Fame or something, they have something to remember you by. I mean, I don't see really the big deal. I'm looking at it close to the same way. You know, it it depends on the person. Exactly. Well, let, me just it it up, you know. I, let me sum it up. Let me sum it up. It's like me asking Rodney for his autograph. Don't get me wrong. Me, me being the type of competitor that I am, I wouldn't have done it like that. You know, right, if I was going right. to get his, his autograph, I probably would have done that in the locker room. No, I'd try to catch him right. at the club or something, you know, but that's right. okay. Good. But, you know, he wouldn't, he handled it different. <laughs> I, I told you, you get ready I, to make I, a point, go right ahead, man. I personally feel like, you know, this is what Michael Vicks needs to help, you know, Bruce continue to push away the bad press. You know, I heard a comment right. in the game. Well, one of the announcers alluded to what he had done, and he said, how could anybody forget what he's done? And I think that just goes to show that if a player can go out there and do that, that, that people should be more given, you know, sending the situation. Now, ultimately, right, right. I don't see that any harm was done. And right. at the end of the day, you know, if you felt that was the only way that you could get that autograph, maybe Mike Vick was going to be on the first plane out or something, or you wasn't going to get a chance to do what you had to do because y'all lost at home. Hey, that's cool. Get your autograph. And I think it's great for the press, man. It's great. It it, it shows that, you know, because they were trying to kill Mike Vick. My daddy daddy called me all the way from Baton Rouge, and he was like, man, he said, they're going to be reviewing how hard the Cowboys is is face masking and trying to get at Mike Vick and trying to kill him. And at the end of the game, he go over there and sign an autograph, and that might have been what it took to keep the NFL off the Cowboys. I thought some of those hits were a little over the top, myself personally. That's just me. Okay, let me ask you guys this real quick. We got about four minutes left of the program, and I ask you guys individually. But if 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 the Eagles would have lost the game and the Cowboys would have won, okay, and the Chargers went up to Michael Vick and asked for an autograph in a loss, would Mike Vick have signed an autograph then? Russ, yes. let me ask you first. Uh, probably, I, I, you know, he probably would, but. uh you know, Mike, I, I love being to have the Mike, competitor he is, in, I, a, in, now, a, in the midst he, of a loss, would he sign an autograph for the short tour? Now, now that he played poorly and they lost, I don't think he would have. But uh, just to be honest with y'all, I love to have Mike Vick's autograph. So yeah, no but you, it, that's totally different. <laughs> right. You're not right. competing with him let on the field. Right. That's, that's a totally different thing. Let it go, right? It bothers <laughs> no, you, I'm just, asking, I'm just asking the question. I'm, I'm going to let it go. I'm just asking the question. Let me ask you, man, if... if if Michael Vick, if Michael Vick would have lost that game with the charge was asked for an autograph, do you think in your opinion that he would have signed an autograph for him? Yeah, he would have signed it, man. He would have signed it. I mean, it basically, man, it just shows it's all love at the end of the game, man. There's nothing wrong with right. that, man. Just the game. You act like you act like that. You act like okay, nobody that's been in college with somebody else. Or, or in high school with somebody you knew that was going to for sure be a, a household name. You know what I mean? You ain't never like, you know, like, hey, man, give me something, you know, take a picture with me or something. Or give me something, you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. 
there's nothing wrong with that at all. That's, that's from, from as far as I'm concerned, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. You want an autograph by Michael Vick? Hey, you get it however you can get it. Whatever, whatever. You may not have no staff of people that you can pay to do stuff for you all the time. You know what I mean? Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, and, and you come from a, a background of knowing you got to get it done, man. Whether it's right, wrong, or different, or whether somebody else don't like it or whatever, you got to do you. You can't worry about what the next person thinks. It bothers, right? Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. And I mean, Rick, <laughs> do you think that you think you think there's no difference if he would have lost, he would have still signed it for him? Man, without question, I think you know he would have signed it. Being in the then the situation that he's just, you know, trying to get himself out of right now, he's been as cordial as possible to everybody in America. He's not trying to have no issues nowhere, you know, and, and just like he said, he was surprised by the moment. I, I'm sure he would have signed it, but it had to have been the exact situation. But I truly think the beating that he took out there, he was going to go find the quarterback, say good game, say good game to the coach, and he heading to the locker room. He's not saying nothing to nobody else. He is running out of there. He's trying to get to the locker room. We won, you know, and he's going to go celebrate, you know, because you get that man credit. He took an absolute beating out there, you know, and I know he was going to be ready to get to that locker room and get with his people and, and, and celebrate that. He felt good about what they did. But if he would have yeah. lost, he'd have been mad. He'd have been mad. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. Well, we got about a minute left in the program. I want to thank everyone for making this a great show. All the callers that we had today, our new sponsors, our new advertisers on the show as well. We want to make sure you guys tune in on Thursday when we do our picks again. But now we got to get the crown from Chosen. We'll have another guest uh, pick on with us. B. Brad will be picking. Chris will be picking on this show as well, too. So we have that coming up uh, for you guys on Thursday. And before we get off the line, I mean, I do have to make good on the bet. Patriot game. Why are we talking I, I gotta about Patriots? I, I got to make good on the bet, Chris, because I did not pick the Patriots to win. And you told me if they if they win, then I need to come on the show and admit that the Patriots are one of the best teams in the NFL. Am I correct? Right. And there was something else so, you were supposed to do, too. What's that? I'm supposed to wear a Patriots jersey. That's right. I'm supposed to wear a Patriots yeah, jersey. Patriots. Some Patriots uh, memorabilia with you, and that has to be loaded on your page. Okay. For well, your, well, you, guys, you guys check the website by Thursday, rfsportsradio.blogspot.com. I will be in some kind of Patriot gear uh, for, for the website. But go to rfsportsradio.blogspot.com. We thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you guys on Thursday. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
and all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.